Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura, and thanks for bringing me a coffee. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Also joining us today in the studio is Mary Bjorke. Mary, thank you for being here today, and we are really looking forward to having you share your story about stem cell donation. Before we jump into that, go ahead and introduce yourself, Mary. Well, thank you, Laura, for inviting me here today. It's great to be here, and it's a story that I absolutely love to share. So, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm Mary Bierke. I'm a lifetime Brookings County resident, live in Volga with my husband, and we have two daughters, four grandchildren, make that five grandchildren, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that later, and uh, I work at Larson Manufacturing. So it's great to be here. Yes. Well, thank you for taking the time to be here. So tell us, where does your stem cell donation story begin? All right. It all began in 2001. My husband and I were in Kansas City visiting my brother and his wife, and there was a a rally to uh, get donors signed up. Okay. And my my brother wanted to do it, and so Russ and I tagged along, and um, I mean, we thought, well, since we're there, we might as well sign up as well. And so that was in 2001, we got registered. And back then th- they did a blood draw okay. uh, to get you on their, in their base registry. And mm-hmm. today it's a cotton swab. It's a whole, it's changed entirely, but the, the still the same, still the same bank. Anyway, and so in 2001, we did that. In 2009, I received a call out of the blue asking if I was interested in becoming a donor and I had forgotten that I had donated or that I had signed up so it it was I mean there was no hesitation of course if I have that opportunity I would love to do it so uh, it was a series of many phone calls because I registered in Kansas City my consult my base uh, representative was there okay so everything was done through over the phone but be the match is such an it's just an amazing organization where they work locally so all my blood testing was done here in Brookings Um, you know I had to have a complete physical that was done in Sioux Falls but I mean the the farthest I had to travel was Sioux Falls so when you registered did you know did you know the scope of what you're registering for like could have you been don't donating any a variety of things or is it only stem cells that you were really registering for bone marrow and stem cells okay, okay. in fact i think in 2001 it was probably just bone marrow i and stem cells is a newer technology that, okay mm-hmm. you know scientific discovery in fact um i was part of a a, cer- a study because I think some of it was still new as I was going through it. And so it was like a three-year study. I had to do a lot of interviews afterward to make sure Uh, that I was okay. Yeah. But when I signed up, I didn't have a clue. Sure. I just, you know, I did it because it seemed my brother was doing it. It felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And so uh, in 2009, it was three months of phone calls and a lot of blood tests. I mean, I, I... 
I was like 30 blood tests, you okay. know, because they have to make sure that I'm yes. that match. Yes. And, uh, you know, and in the meantime, I, I don't know anything about my recipient or mm-hmm. my to-be recipient other mm-hmm. than she was a 20-year-old female with acute leukemia. Mm. And Dr. Ellsworth, um, I, I presented him with the actual medical terminology. A- yeah. Acute myelogenous leukemia. Right, I couldn't pronounce yeah. it. And we <laughs> talked, actually last week we were talking about blood cancers yeah. um, on the show. So yeah, so we so all of our listeners should be well informed <laughs> on leukemia. <laughs> right? a, a blood cancer, cancer yeah. of the blood. Okay. So, yeah. uh-huh. so all, that's all I knew. And you know, so it became important to me that th- there was this opportunity to help a young lady. I didn't know where she lived or, or anything really about her other than that she needed help. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the summer, we did all this testing, and then it was determined that I was a match. Mm-hmm. And then, then it sort of elevates and escalates into high gear where um, – they they do preparations for me so that I can can do that trans transplant donation. What, yeah, what did you be beyond these all these blood tests? Then what happened well, to the, prepare you? They uh, one of the big things that was probably the most difficult for me was that fil filgrastem. Is that how you pronounce that? Um, it's a drug that is used to stimulate the white cells. Sure, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not, I don't use it myself. <laughs> okay. but I, I mean, I haven't prescribed it, but uh, but it, it rings a bell, yes. Yeah. So, and that was one of the big things. All this medical terminology, I yes. am not, you know, I couldn't even pronounce half of what I was taking or doing, um, yes. much less understand it. But anyway, I know that I had to do a week of injections of this drug. Okay. And that was really hard on my body. It um. was um it was it was a lot of pain and you know and and I had made plans to do like I was going to go on a bike ride for the domestic abuse shelter and they're like no you're not. You uh. need to focus on just being healthy, stay well and and do what the doctors tell you to do. So yeah, yes. it was a uh, a period where I had, you know, a, a reflection but yet I knew how important it was. So mm-hmm. that so we got through the injections and and then um be the match covered all my expenses and we stayed in Sioux Falls I believe it was on a Sunday night and then had to be at the hospital in Sioux Falls bright and early on Monday morning for the actual, you know, donation. Okay. And the um you know we were very optimistic i i was healthy i passed all my testing we knew i was a match um but they they had determined that the the donation would occur through my veins uh-huh. where it goes they they take it out of one vein it spins through a special machine and mary's pointing at her arm here yeah. so the crease of right. your arm is where right. they would do and that it okay spins through the machine and then it goes returns into your vein on your other arm so oh. you're basically immobile uh-huh. while this is doing its job the problem with that is my veins kept collapsing and so uh they had more specialists coming up saying yeah we we know how to find the right veins and and then that would collapse and then someone else would come in and after about eight hours of that they've they came up and said we didn't get enough oh no like okay and so yeah a few a few emotions there i felt like i was letting everybody down but um Anyway, they said it's okay. We're we've scheduled you for surgery. We're going to put in a central line, and we'll do it again hmm. tomorrow. You know, on Tuesday. So we 
bright and early Tuesday morning, went back, and I mean, they should have done that in the first place because it was so much better. So I, much better. I had mobility, and and I think we were done by mid afternoon. Okay. And so, and it was really at that point. Now we know that it's working, and and then we're we're so curious as to where where are my cells going? Right. And of course, we don't know. It was really interesting that day there was a Minnesota Twins ball game on that we were watching and they were talking about a stem cell or a donation taking place and we're thinking what probably going to someone who's a Minnesota Twins fan <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. but we didn't know yes. and then uh, so we we got through the donation and and it didn't take me long to rebound I mean it, okay I was probably back to normal I would say in two or three days sure uh, emotionally, it was a little more difficult to than I thought. Um, I think I was concerned about: Is this going to work? You know, can can my cells, you know, help someone? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was some, I don't know, some sort of hesitation and anguish and frustration in that regard. And they they told me that I would experience those emotions. Okay. So I think it's all part of that whole process. But then, um, and then I got involved in Be the Match, and I was actually able to help um, with some registries in the, locally, which okay. was really a cool thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. A- and then I learned that, I, you know, I was told right away that I had to wait two years to share my identity with my recipient. Oh, wow. And, and in the case of these donations, both parties have to be in agreement to share. So okay. if the recipient isn't interested in sharing, right. then you never know. Okay. So, But they told me I had to wait two years. Well, you know, because I was involved in Be The Match, there were most people only had to wait one year. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I was really having trouble understanding that. But then, you know... Um, I, I received a letter from my recipient, and I could tell that English was a second language. Okay. And and then uh, some investigative work from my uh, colleagues at work, we determined that it, my recipient had to be overseas mm-hmm. and probably in Europe. And so anyway, after... After two years, we we were able to connect. And it was really crazy how that worked, too, because... They had shared with me her email, and I sent a message, and because we had both agreed that we wanted to share identities, yes. And I never heard back from her. And at oh. that same time, our daughters are saying, "Mom and Dad, you guys need to get on Facebook." You sure. know, th- it was just a new thing, and it's like, okay, so we did. And like two weeks later, there's a message from Steffi. Uh-huh. So my recipient at that time was twenty in twenty. 2009 she was 20 years old uh-huh. so we met in 2020 when she was 23 anyways she uh, Steffi Wolf from Germany she lives right on the Rhine River a little city Bopard probably a couple hours from Frankfurt and uh, so in 2012 Russell and I traveled there to meet Steffi and her family Wow. And then in 2014, she brought her boyfriend to the United States and spent a week with us here. And then in 2017, we returned to Germany for her wedding. And then uh, just we were together over the holidays this past year because they have a little girl, Johanna Mary, that was born in January of 2021. So, um, which uh, is quite remarkable too 
Steffi and Alex are fairly dark complected. Johanna Mary looks just like my grandchildren when they were little. Oh. <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's, I mean, and they're wonderful people. Yeah. I, I, it, life, you know, we're blessed because we have a, a new family in Germany and, you know, it seems like what I did was such a small part in in what, you know, we could do for her. Yeah. So. What a beautiful connection you have with this family now. Wow. Yeah. Well, it is time for us to go to our first break, and that will give our listeners time to call in with a question. If you have a question for Mary or for Dr. Ellsworth this morning, give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Fourteen thirty. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Andrew Ellsworth here, and we are also joined by special guest Mary Bierke, who is sharing her beautiful story about stem cell donation. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. So before the break, Mary was sharing this beautiful story about um, how she connected with a young woman in Germany uh, and became her um, stem cell donor. Mary, off the air, you were sharing about now this young woman has a daughter of her own. And tell us again about the daughter's name. Well, we received an announcement from Steffi and Alex in January 1st, 2021, right, of course, during the midst of COVID. Yes. They had a little girl and named her Johanna Mary. Uh, Johanna after her grandmother, her Oma, and, of course, um, my namesake. So she's a very special young lady that my husband Russell and I had a chance to meet over the holidays. It took us a few days, or I should say it took her a few days to... um, really feel comfortable with us sure just, the language barrier is probably the biggest challenge at this yeah. time she she just turned two okay so uh she's but she she loves saying she said hustle and memmy was <laughs> what she called us and she loves saying it i mean uh, clearly we are a part of her life even yeah. though we can't be there and she yeah. so she knew us you know, from afar, from pictures, but it was sure special to actually be there and be together. Yes. So it's fascinating to me that you were connected with somebody who was overseas. So was Steffi, the person who received your donation, was she overseas when she received it? So yes. they transported your donation overseas? They did, wow. which is so remarkable. Yes. And and there was something that I learned when Russell and I visited uh, in 2012. I was, um, we were visiting with her grandmother, 
And, of course, she doesn't speak English, so uh, Steffi's brother, Michelle, was uh, translating for us. And she was talking about those days when Steffi was preparing to mm -hmm. receive my cells. And, uh, you know, and I'm, again, not a medical person, but what I understand is that they really, they take out all of her you know dna or wh i don't know what what they do they cleanse her yep. to prepare to accept my cells mm -hmm. and so she was ready to accept my cells on that tuesday which i think was september 18th okay and or yeah one of the, it was in september yep and of course if you remember and i mentioned earlier it didn't work the first day yes so i can only imagine the family's oh. anguish when the doctor had to say uh sorry no no cells today right so anyway they had to wait an extra day and then on on that that next day so they would have received the cells on wednesday okay. and were able to uh to get the the transplant done mm -hmm. uh and and it was successful but Steffi I think remained in the hospital for I don't know three months mm. I mean so I can only imagine you know what had to her how her body had to accept my cells and then rebuild itself um, right yeah right for for some of these stem cell transplants I mean they have to basically wipe out a person's immune system and uh, erase all the memory in that immune system. So when someone's getting treatment for some of these uh, leukemias, um, they can sometimes use a person's own stem cells that they take out, wipe out the immune system, and put back in, depending on the type of cancer, and I don't know all the factors there. Mm -hmm. um, and then they end up needing to go through all new immunizations, all the you know, any childhood illness and everything else, they, they no longer have mm -hmm. um, antibodies for. And so then for quite a while, they got to be careful and, and uh, of, of getting sick, you know, easily with too many things at once. Right. And, um, and can, get, can get sick easier, but then build up an immune system. And now she's obviously living a, a wonderful, normal life. And thanks to you. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's a beautiful life for her, and her family loves her so much. I, I remember the first time we were there, I would a grandmother would embrace me and wouldn't let go, or yeah. her father. When I mean, he was he just he would just look at me and and just smile. You know, yeah. they just they were all so incredibly grateful. Um, but I, I'd like to share with you, if I could, the very first letter I received from yeah. Steffi. And at this time, she was still um, anonymous. We had to agree to the, we couldn't share identities for two years. So she oh, would send okay. correspondence. It would go through Be the Match. They would screen it to make yeah. sure there was no reference to who she was. Okay. Likewise, I could share correspondence and the same thing. So okay. this was the letter I received two months after the donation. Okay. And uh, again, I, I mean, it was pretty easy to to understand that maybe English was the second language. I want to thank you so much for giving me a new life. You are the person who made it possible that I can celebrate my second birth. There's no greater present. After the transplantation, I'm making progress every day and I keep on continuing to find back into a normal life. It's my greatest wish to visit you sometime to express my deep gratitude. I will keep you in my heart all my life, and I'm really looking forward to the moment of our first appointment. 
I will. I wish you all the best. Mm. And what I learned later was Steffi actually didn't write this. Okay. Um, her best friend wrote it. Oh. And her best friend um, also sent me correspondence. Uh, and this was actually, she couldn't, she was um, overseas somewhere and couldn't be there when Russell and I were in Germany. So she shared this message with us. Dear Mary, I would prefer to tell you these words in person, but I am in Kenya, and so I write you this card. Steffi is one of my best friends. We got to know each other 12 years ago and share lots of memories as well as plans for the future. I want to thank you for helping Steffi, saving my best friend's life, and giving us the chance to share more moments and realize our plans. I won't imagine how things would look without you today. Be sure that her family and friends, including me, will never forget how much you helped her. Wishing you and your family all the best. I do hope that one day we can meet in person. Looking forward to it. Yours, Becky. And we did. We met at her wedding. Oh, you got to go to her wedding, too, yeah. in Germany. In Germany. Yeah. And the really great thing about the wedding was that um, when they visited us in 2014, I was then mayor, and I was doing quite a few, officiating at quite a few weddings. Yes. <laughs> and so I asked the bride and groom if, if it was all right if we had guests. And, of course, that was fine. And so they actually attended a wedding here. Yes. So when they called to announce that they were getting married, they asked if I would officiate oh. <laughs> at their wedding in Germany. Yes. And, um, you know, of course, they in Germany, you're required to have a court wedding. You, it's a magistrate wedding. And so that was on a Monday. And then we spent the whole week together, and then their family wedding, in which I was a part of, was on Saturday. Okay. And it it was absolutely beautiful. It was in this beautiful resort in Jakobsburg. Um, The guy that, that has the gummy bears... His resort. <laughs> anyway. the, Harry Bo- the Harry Bow gummy bears. Yeah, the Harry Bow. Oh, I yeah. love those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. it was, and then it overlooked the Rhine. It was just beautiful yes uh but the the really great thing was steffi and alex were insistent that they do the wedding vows in english the the whole ceremony was a beautiful blend of english and german Mm -hmm. and uh they but they wanted to do the vows in english and so they were incredibly nervous especially alex steffi's english is really good alex is not he's he doesn't practice it as much sure but they did it and it was it was beautiful i was so emotional it was it was difficult to get through it but truly a beautiful beautiful day absolutely so much to be grateful for on that day well we're going to take one more break and when we come back i want to hear more about how how you get registered to be an organ donor that would be great to hear about so um we'll go to our next break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast if you have a question give us a call at 605-692-1430 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. 
This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Andrew Ellsworth here, and we have Mary Bjorke here, and she's been sharing her story about stem cell donation. Mary, it's such a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Can you tell us more about about the registry you were talking about and the Be The Match program? Absolutely. So Be The Match is, you know, it's a worldwide organization and it is I mean it really bridges gaps between um, patients who who don't have that the matching that they need and links people together um, builds new families and so I it's one of the most important organizations I think that's out there today be the match.org I would encourage you to go online and and in fact you know they used to hold uh, lots of uh, organized rallies to to get people to come and and donate but you know through technology now you can just do it online they you sign up and they mail you the package and it's a cheek swab you send it back and you're put on the registry so it's a very simple process um, and you know, do do some research and go online and and explore those opportunities. I believe that now there is an age, um, like for forty years and younger, they're really encouraging that age group to to get signed up. Okay. I think that as you get older, I think you might have to pay a fee to be on the registry. However, you they would still encourage it. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to pay. And I'm not. I don't understand that the sure. reasoning. I don't know if they what they're saying about us older people. <laughs> um, but I I will say that as for myself personally, I am here for Steffi. Um, and they they asked me, and you know you have to agree to that if she needed more cells. Mm-hmm. I would still be available, and I don't know if age factors into sure. that at some point. But yeah. you know, if she needed anything, I would be here for her and, and give her what she needs. Yeah. So, if if I you know, and I know my husband and my brother and his wife, we all signed up together, and a little bit of a disappointment for them that they were never chosen as a match. Okay. Um, what are we looking for when we look for a match? Like, oh, there's just so, just so many little uh, proteins and and factors that might trigger a person's immune system to reject, reject it. Uh-huh. Um, a, a transplant of yeah. whatever organ or kind, and mm-hmm. so that's why it has to just so hard to match. And the funny thing is, sometimes there won't be someone in the family, but there's some someone else across the ocean that somehow matches. So um, it's a numbers game. And that's why it's really helpful to as many people as possible signed up for these things. Now, of course, granted, this would be a great program and and sounds like it'd be easy to get signed Mm -hmm. up for and they can send you a kit in the mail, bethematch.org. And you're never too old to be a donor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe for this program Mm -hmm. in particular, um, they might have a cutoff, but... Um, you know, you can on your driver's license and, and, and indicate that you're willing to be an organ donor. And, and I saw a story recently of a 95 year old that had wow. um, after he passed away in, in, in a way that they could use some organs, use five organs to help other people. Mm. Um, and so you're never too old. And in, like I said, it's a numbers game. Only about three in a thousand people that check that on their license ends up being mm-hmm. in a situation where it can something can be used Mm -hmm. so um 
it helps if more and more people check that because there's over 100,000 people on the organ waiting list. Mm-hmm. Um, kidneys the most common, and but I do have several patients that have donated kidneys mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, typically to people they know or family members, mm-hmm. but you. You can definitely <laughs> donate to someone you don't know, too. Right. Um, and then they become your family, as Mary <laughs> yes. was sharing. Yeah. So if you're interested, you know, do some research, talk to your doctor. There's this bethematch.org. Yeah. Um, but and, and mark yes on your driver's license, and uh, um, someone would really appreciate it. Right. Absolutely. Mary, we just have a minute left here. Anything you want to say to wrap up today? Well, I'd, I'm so grateful that you invited me here today that I can share my story. It's uh, it's a beautiful story, and I am so blessed that you know to be a part of something, some, being a part of something so much bigger than myself, and uh, to have this family in Germany is something I would have never ever imagined in my life. So, thank yes. you, thank you. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for on call with the. Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday on May 18th, Prairie Doc host Dr. Jill Cruz is joined by Dr. Faizan Sied from Avera Medical Group Nephrology, Sioux Falls, and Dr. Ashwani Singal from Avera Medical Group Liver Disease, Sioux Falls, as they talk with us and discuss the importance of transplants. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth and Mary Bjorke for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>